Blog Talk Radio. life's problems that may break or tear her support. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're all able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. You can also go into our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can send your questions, comments, or even suggestions. Also, for those who are on Facebook, we are on Facebook Live. On my page, Brother Prater. Brother spelled out B R O T H E R. Prater. P as in Paul, R A T as in Tom, E R. I'm able to read the comments. So
So feel free to send your comments even through Facebook Live. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while Senior Pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question. Do you really know who you're having sex with or who you have had sex with? See, it's more to them than their physical bodies. See, there's an emotional, there's a spiritual connection or an exchange that takes place during sex. That's why it's called intercourse. Intercourse. See, you're entering the spiritual realm where you lose a part of yourself, but you pick up or you gain the other person. Sometimes their spirit or some type of element that pertains to them. But know that God wants to inform you of the dangers of sex outside of God's will and in choosing the wrong person to have sex with. But know that God wants you to be healed and delivered from every soul attachment that's been linked to you. But also, not only those that have been linked to you, but also what God want to do, he want to restore you to who he made you to be. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the myths of casual sex, the spiritual and emotional bonds that develop during intercourse, but also breaking free from those soul ties. We're going to talk about those and much more in the episode called Sex, Lies, and Soul Ties. That's the topic for today. Sex, lies, and soul ties. First of all, one of the things we, we need to understand, a lot of times when we hear the word sex, we automatically think of something bad. We think of, a lot of times we think, oh, this is something that is it's devilish. We're not supposed to be doing that. We're not even supposed to be talking about that. But I will say this. It's mighty funny, and for those that um, they may be younger than I am, but in the generation that I grew up in, we're not supposed to be talking about sex, especially within the church. Sometimes they would say, well, you know, sex is bad, but the funny thing was some of the people that said that, they had seven or eight kids, but they say sex was bad. It's not that sex was bad. Sex within itself is not bad. Actually, sex is great. 
if if it's within God's will. Sex is great within God's will. First of all, God made sex. The devil didn't make sex. God made sex, but the devil distorted it. How did he distort it or pervert it? He Number one, he got it outside of God's timing. Sex within God's timing is within marriage. Sex within marriage was the idea that God made sex for. Matter of fact, when God made Adam, he pulled Eve out of Adam's rib. And then later on in Genesis, it says that Adam knew his wife. Adam knew. How did he know his wife? It didn't just say Adam had sex. What happened? He said Adam knew. How did Adam know his wife? Through sex. See, the sex is just the physical aspect of it. But when he said he knew, that let us know that it's more than the physical element of sex. When Adam knew his wife, he knew her from more than the physical. He knew her from the emotional. He knew her from the spiritual. Like I said, there was a bond that was created. And that's what we have to talk about. First of all, as a believer, it is our responsibility. As a believer and also as a minister, it is our responsibility to talk about and educate about sex. And it's not just pertaining to the single people. It's not just pertaining to the younger people. These are people from all walks of life. The single, the married, the divorced, the young, the old. We all need to be educated on it because a lot of times when we're not educated upon it and then we end up getting into a relationship or even within a marriage, a lot of times we're not giving our spouse all of us because there's some element within us that has not been healed or has not been addressed. So this is not just for the married people, excuse me, for the single people or for the younger people. This is for all of us. With, with sex, sex being within marriage and sex being a gift, a gift from God that was designed for procreation. But also, what we have to look at, the fact that whenever sex occurs, there is a bond that develops. Like I said, when God designed sex, he said it was good. Sex inside of God's marriage is a wonderful thing, a wonderful gift from God. And God created us to have sexual relations with our spouse. Let me say that again. God created sex, and he designed it for us to have sexual relations with our spouse. 
God designed us to be attracted to the opposite sex. But sex happening within marriage. I always say this. I always tell people this. It's not fun when people say, well, you know, um, God, 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 God doesn't care about any of that. You know, God just wants you to just uh, be with somebody and, you know, you just be with whoever and God will bless you. I'm going to tell you this. You think about it. God told Adam, be fruitful and multiply. So be fruitful and multiply. How are you going to be fruitful and multiply to somebody you're not attracted to? No. So the main thing is you being attracted to that person, but it's more than the attraction of the physical. It's the attraction of the physical, the mental, the emotional, but also the spiritual element of the person. That's why it's our responsibility to make sure that we examine not only who we want to date, but most importantly, who we tend to marry. Dating should always lead to marriage. If this person that you may be dating, if they're not a potential candidate for your spouse, leave them alone. Point blank. When they're not a candidate for your spouse, then you're wasting your time and their time. So what we have to realize, the steps of Marriage should be first led by courtship. Now, one of the things I always say, they always say in society, well, you know, it's casual sex or friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. That's something that secular people have created. But friends with benefits or sexual partners without any commitment is no benefit. There is no benefit from that. There are always consequences because somebody is going to get hurt. First of all, somebody may feel an attachment more than the other person. Now, true enough, y'all can have an agreement. Well, you know, look here. Um, we ain't dating anybody right now, and, you know, we're just friends. You know, we ain't got no relationship, but, you know, how about we just kick it, you know, until, you know, something happened, you know. They'll say that. And then what happened, the routine of sex with no commitment. But then what happens if someone finds someone that they are attracted to that they may want to date? And then what happens if somebody want to step outside of that quote-unquote friends with benefits, then what about the person that did not bring up stepping out? What if that person became attached? First of all, we got to think about the routine, the habit of sex with someone. One of the things we always, we always have to say when there's a habit, when there's a routine or a custom, what happened? You get used to it. If somebody that you end up dating or somebody that you're interested in, they call you every night at 9 o'clock. They call you every night for six months, every night at 9 o'clock. Then what happened when they stop? 
see, you're going to become accustomed to that. And then, you know, you may let it slide one day. But the next time, you're like, wait a minute, the next night, it's 9 o'clock. I ain't heard from them. Why is that? Because they broke that routine. Even when you have gone on with your life years later, you're going to think about when 9 o'clock hit, you're going to think about that person that used to call you at 9 o'clock for six months. Why? Because there's that pattern. Now, what we have to understand with sex and sex, we're also thinking about pornography. One of the things I always say with sex, sex and also linked with pornography, sex is such a strong device. It is such a strong device, even with pornography. Pornography is such a strong device that that can actually make you remember the first time that you have seen a naked person. You can be 50 years old, but you can remember the first naked image that you saw. You can remember it when you were four years old. You can remember that little image that you saw when you were four years old, now you're 50. But you can't even remember the Sunday school lesson from the week before. Why is that? Because sex or pornography, whatever you want to call it, it has engraved within your mind. It's such a strong element. That's why it's so important for us to be mindful of the weapon of sex. Now, are all weapons bad? No, it's not. It depends upon the use or whose hand is on that weapon. Now, the right hand is within God's will. Now, God created sex, and God made sex for married people. But also, with that sex, like I said, it creates a bond. It creates a link. That's the reason why I mentioned about Adam knowing his wife, knowing Eve. There's that exchange. There's that intimacy. There's that inter. Cores. I want to. I want to concentrate on that word. Enter, course. Enter, and then course. Enter what? Enter the spiritual realm. Like I said, sex is not just a physical thing. And of course, you're exchanging physical fluid, but also that spiritual. That emotional, that soul ties. What is a soul? The soul is a person's imagination, a person's conscience, a person's memory, their thought process, their reasoning, their imagination. Now, one of the things about it, with our physical body, our physical body may rest, may sleep, but our soul and spirit does not sleep and it does not die. Don't you know, even while you're asleep, there may be things going on within the spiritual realm. And so when we have sex with someone, we having sex with all of them and everything that's pertaining to them. 
like I said, we have to look at when you look at someone, when you're having sex with someone, it's more to them than what you physically see. There is that spiritual part of them. There is that emotional part. There is that soulish part of them. Think about this. You know, the element they always say when you have sex with someone, uh, and this was during the campaign of AIDS when AIDS first came out. They said you have to think about who you're sleeping with and then every other person that they've been slept with. But I want to bring it up a notch. Not only in thinking about who you're having sex with, and then who they're having sex with or who they have had sex with, and then every other person that that person been with, and then every other person that person that that person has been with. Think about this, and I hope this is not too graphic, but this is just being honest, and also we're all adults. But you imagine a young lady that just has sex, but she doesn't wash up. And then she leaves from one house, go to another house to have sex with someone and does not wash up. And then she leaves that house and go to a third house, have sex, doesn't wash up. And then she go to a fourth house, have sex, and doesn't wash up. She do that every day for a whole month without washing up. She would be pretty nasty, right? But you think about it. That's on a physical side. She didn't wash up. But the same way that we see pertaining to the physical is the same way we have to look at pertaining to the spiritual, the emotional. We have to think about that. Now, they was, oh, she's nasty, but you have to look at it. She can wash up physically, but she may not be washing up spiritually emotionally. So I use the example of a woman, but it also pertains to a man too. But see, we have to visualize it because when we see a young lady and she doesn't wash up, she's keeping all of that man's fluid in her. But you think about how many attachments that we have had, male or female, because you can wash your physical body but you're not washing your spiritual, your soulish body. That's why we have to understand not only who we're sleeping with, but what timing we're sleeping with them in. So like I said, sex is more than that physical person. It's the emotional. It's, it's all of these things combined. And like I said, you're not just sleeping with that person, but you're sleeping with every other spirit that that person has slept with or is sleeping with or is entertaining. We have to understand that these people that we may be encountering, they'll tell us one thing, but we have to understand their spirit. I'm going to tell you like this. I remember watching some of the young ladies when I was going to school when I was younger. And nice, respectful young lady, long dress, carried herself eloquently. But then she ended up meeting up with this bad boy. He was wearing black and he was just uh, very 
charismatic. And they would say, well, you know, opposites attract. She was a good girl, but he was a bad boy. And as time went on, what happened? Who was more influential? That good girl? Was she influencing that bad boy? No. That bad boy was influencing that good girl. And now that good girl was going to school. Now, what is she doing? She's skipping class. Now her dress had become shorter. Where she used to be respectful, yes, ma'am, no, sir, all these things. Now, what is she doing? She's cussing, she's smoking, she's acting outside of her character. What happened? There was an exchange within the spirit because who she was, now she become like the person that she's with. The more dominant person going to always be the more influential person. And what's going to happen? That person that is outside of God's will is going to be a stronger influence than the one that was in God's will. See, a lot of times we are allowing our emotions to override sound judgment. A lot of times people are having sex with people to try to change them or to try to prove I love you. Do you love me? Well, you know, if you really love me, you have sex with me. And the answer is no. I want you to know this. With the sex, first of all, with women first, women, that is your prized possession, your body. Your body is a gift to a man that loves you that respects you, not just love your body, but love your mind first, love your spirit first, love your relationship with God, and not trying to break up the relationship between you and God, but trying to enhance it. But also with that man, that man is not going to pull you from God. He's going to bring you closer to God, but also you're going to be able to see his relationship with God. But see, when a lot of times when people end up trying to help somebody, well, you know, he's a good person, or all he needs is a good friend, or, you know, he got potential, then what happens? If that person, if that man or that boy does not have a close relationship with God and the woman is trying to help him Spiritually, then what happens, she's going to bring herself down some way, somehow. That doesn't mean that she's going to have sex with him, but what happens is she's going to start compromising her values or compromising her relationship between her and God. So first, you watch how that person is. And also, this is going even not just for the women, but even for the guys. I've seen a lot of good guys that end up trying to help a young lady because, well, you know, she just needs a good man or she just got out of this bad relationship or abusive relationship, and I know what kind of man she needs, and I'm the kind of man she needs. And what happened, dealing with someone that's not healed, and then what happened, you end up creating that an avenue for you to get used. And sometimes when a person has been known to allow themselves to be identified through sex, then unless God heal and change them, then what happened then they're going to be looking forward to sex 
even though you might be the pastor, the preacher, or whatever, they're going to be looking forward to this sex to identify your relationships. So that's why it's important for us to, number one, keep sex within this context within marriage. Now, there may be something may have uh, done in the past, you know, hey, you know what? You can't beat yourself up. We're going to talk about that later on also. Now, with with everything that's going on right now, we can't just trust. Let's keep it real. We can't just trust a condom. We can't trust a condom. I found out a condom not going to stop a lot of STDs. A condom is not even 100% proof of preventing pregnancy. So sex can't be trusted with a condom, but it can be trusted with abstinence. I found out a lot of times when a girl says, you know what, I'm keeping myself till I get married. There may be peer pressure from that guy. But I want to tell the young ladies that may have encountered that or is encountering that. If you're being pressured by a guy, leave him alone because he don't want you. He wants what you can give him. Now, a lot of times people may even try to stay within their friendship. Well, you know, we're just friends. No, leave him alone because ultimately he don't respect you. First of all, for him to already step up to you. That means that he haven't studied you. He don't know you. So why would you give him the invitation to know you when he has not studied you? No. Also, if a person is really, really into you, the first thing they want to do is find out how you are right here and here, the real you. See, when we have sex with someone, and I I, want to Keep. I want us to keep in mind when you have sex with someone, it's more than this. And I keep saying that, and I want to drill that. It's more than this physical element. It's more to the sex than what we see. See, like I mentioned, God created us to have sexual relations with our spouse for it to produce or create a deep Rooted bond. But see, when we have sexual pleasure or sexual experience, our brain produces a a mechanism called dopamine. Dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that makes us feel really, really good. But also, they're born in that bonding hormone called oxytocin is also released during sex. And it's also related to mothers who nurse uh, whenever you hug a real good friend. See, when these chemicals are released in our brains, they lay down the neural pathways. These pathways act as shortcuts to our brain so we know how to fire the next time we have similar experiences. But get this, the more 
we engage in these kind of behaviors, the stronger those pathways come. That's why it's hard to break a habit. Have you ever, let's be real, have you ever had sex with someone that that really wasn't attractive? When you first saw them before sex, you weren't even attracted to them. You didn't even think that was cute. But then you had sex with them. Then what happened? After you had sex with them, why am I thinking about him? Why am I thinking about her? I don't even like her. But what happens? You begin to think about them. You begin to become emotionally attached to them. And you don't even, listen, they're not even your type. But because you had sexual relations with them, you begin to have an intimate intimacy. Get that? You begin to have intimacy with them, intercourse with them, entering within the spiritual realm. So you're dealing with them within the physical, within the mental, emotional, but the spiritual realm. And like I said, the physical body can can die, can sleep, but the spiritual, the emotional, the soul does not die, does not sleep. The soul or the spirit does not die nor sleep. So that's why we have to understand that sometimes it's hard to break. But also, like I said, there is no such thing as casual sex because it is a three-dimensional experience, like I mentioned, body, soul, and spirit. And if you look at listen, animals doesn't any type of animal, you pick any kind of animal, they don't have the spirit of God in them. That's the difference between us as human beings and animals. We have God's spirit living within us. God breathes the breath of life into us. And that helps us to understand that we are God. We have God's temple. We are God's temple. We have the spirit of God living within us and our temple is where the Holy Ghost dwells, where God's spirit lives. But along with that, with the sex, the truth is whether you're aware of it or not, a piece of your partner, the good, the bad, or the ugly, can stay within you and vice versa. Sometimes for the rest of your life. That's the reason why a lot of times people, when they end up getting out of a relationship, and and we're not talking about marriage, but when they have gotten out of a relationship, what happens? A lot of times they end up becoming emotionally attached or dependent upon the person. They think about that person. Like I said, they get got into their routine. And also, like I said, their soul ties. The soul ties that have been attached to that person. And what happened, you may not have seen that person for years. You haven't heard from that person. But all of a sudden, out of the blue, 20 years later, that person just coming to you, and not only you think about them, but it's like you feel the same way that you felt when you were sexually involved with them. Like I said, there is a connection. There is a bond, a link 
that happens when we have sex or intercourse with someone. I'm going to say this. One of the things I always tell people, a person is as freaky as the freakiest person that they've been with. What do I mean? See, when you have had sex with someone, and especially someone, like I said, you don't know what type of spirit or what type of experience that that person have had in the past. And then all of a sudden, you know, you might have been used to just, you know, your first time you just had one-on-one of the opposite sex. But that other person, that other person may have had menage a trois and, you know, same-sex relationship, all these things. Then what happened, that person that you were with, when they started doing these extra stuff, especially, like I said, outside of God's will, what happened, now your sexual appetite has been raised. Think about this. When you dealt with a baby, when a baby is so used to having baby food, formulas, you know, they're used to that. And then all of a sudden, an adult gives their baby table food, table food, adult food. What happened? Watch that baby's expression. That baby was so accustomed to baby food, which has no preservatives, sometimes no seasoning. But what happened? Now they have this table food, this adult food. Now they have become aware of something different than what they've had. And then after you have got done giving that baby table food, you try to give that baby uh, uh, baby food. They had table food. They had adult food. But you try to give that baby baby food. What's going to happen? Uh-uh. They've eaten that baby food for many months, but they have gotten a taste of that table food. And now you're trying to give them back baby food? They're going to be like, uh-uh, no, I want that. Why is that? Because they have been introduced to table food. They have been introduced to something that have something that they did not have in their food. So that's the same way we have to look at Sometimes when it comes down to people and their, and their sexual appetite, we have to be aware that there are some people that may have had a sexual appetite that is beyond our comprehension. That's keeping it real. So when you look at it, I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care how saved. I don't care how or who you are. When you have had that type of experience, you can pray, you can give it to God. God will heal you. God will deliver you. But also because of that awareness, you have to be mindful of that gate for the rest of your life. You have to be mindful of that because the devil will try to play with your mind. And like I said, you have to make sure that you guard that extra you have to guard that so that way you don't allow yourself to slide back into a situation that God delivered you from. So that's why it's so important for us to understand not only the importance of keeping ourselves, but also we need to start studying 
who we may be entertaining. Now, we may not have, quote-unquote, sex with them, but if you are planning on dating them or whatever, you have to be aware of that because you may be delivered, but what if that person's not? So, like I said, you have to be aware of your boundaries, but also be aware of the other person's boundaries because ultimately you're responsible for yourself. And please do not allow or do not think that it's somebody else's responsibility to guard your goods. No, each person carries the responsibility of their own goods, regardless if you're in a relationship with them or not. Well, you know, we're going to work on it all. We're just going to play how or Some people say, well, you know, you got to try on the shoes before you buy it. Nope, that's why you need to trust God. Not only trusting God, but also watch and examine that person because what happened when you involve sex within your relationship, sex distort your thinking, sex distort your emotions. Have you ever heard somebody say, and they be in a bad relationship, but they've had sex with that person? Why don't you leave? Well, well because I love them. I, I want, you know, I, I want to work it out. First of all, because you love them, what you love, what you love about them. You can't even say that's just an excuse that you're saying based on your feeling, not based upon facts. That person cheating on you, the person um, abusing you physically, mentally, emotionally, all these things. But you say that you love them. And my question is, why do you love them? You can't answer. Well, that person is a good person. Also, that good person is the one that doing you wrong. It wasn't them. No, it wasn't that good person. It was them, the real them. So that's why it's important for us to understand and do our homework when it pertains to people that we try to be intimate with. Ultimately, like I said, first of all, just because somebody is keeping themselves until they get married, that doesn't mean that they're saved. That doesn't mean that they're delivered. Some people just very disciplined people. They understand the responsibility of making sure that they keep themselves because they may be protecting themselves. But we have to understand, find out a person's motive or, re- or reasoning and why they're keeping themselves until they get married. Because I know a lot of atheists, they practice the abstinence. They don't mean anything. So just because you're a Christian, don't assume because, well, that person said they're not going to have sex until they get married. Oh, well, praise the Lord. That don't mean anything. So that's why we have to stop being duped. Now, along with that, what we have to do, we have to understand with the responsibility of being aware of those sexual appetites, we have to make sure that we guard ourselves. And also, I'm going to say this. Not only in guarding ourselves, because a lot of times people just think, well, you know, as long as I don't have sex with someone, I'm okay. No. That also covers masturbation. Hmm. See, a lot of times people think, well, see, I got this urge. I just got to release. And I don't want to have sex with someone because I'm trying to keep myself till I get married. So it's okay for sexual gratification. No, what happened is that's introducing a spirit of lust within you. And we have to understand with these spirits, regardless if you are sexually involved with someone or not, these spirits. 
carry other spirits that are like-minded with them. They carry related spirits with them. A lot of times with the spirit of lust, what are some of the consequences with lust? What happens? Think about this. Be real. With the spirit of lust, a lot of times there is pornography. A lot of times there is alcoholism, drugs. What else? There is rape, human trafficking, ultimately murder. These things are related. So we have to look at, even if you saying, well, you know, I'm I'm okay with uh, having sex by myself. No, those could be devices that the devil used to enter other spirits within you. It's already bad enough where you're dealing with things while you're conscious, while you're up, but not realizing these spirits will torment you even while you sleep. People don't understand. Some people don't understand when you sleep. See, you may not be reading your Bible, or you may be reading your Bible when you're up, when you're conscious. You might be listening to gospel music, all these things. But what happens when you sleep? You're going to bed with the TV on. And at first, it might have been a show, or might have been a movie that you were watching, you fell asleep, and now there are other shows come on. And what happens a lot of times during the nighttime? Our guards are down. Our senses are down. We let our guards down. And what happens, we begin to entertain things unaware while we sleep. Music while we're listening to while we sleep. The radio, the TV may be playing. Movies may be coming on. They may, may be suggesting sexual things that will enhance your sexual appetite or your sexual curiosity. We have to be aware of these things so that way we don't allow ourselves to fall prey in the devil's hands because ultimately, especially for those who have had a past, the devil trying to refer you back to who you were and worse. See, you might have been delivered from some things. But ultimately, what is the devil trying to do? If you've been, let's just say you've been delivered from seven demons, you got delivered. Don't you know when those seven demons come back, they're going to come back with seven other demons? In other words, they already know you defeated seven. So now they're going to call back up. So when they come back, they're going to come back subtle. They're going to come back in a way where it's camouflaged. And so that way they can latch hold to you and that way it'll be harder for you to shake. Sometimes when a person go back to who they were, what happens a lot of times, they don't recover. So that's why it's very important for us to be mindful of the device of sex. Sex is not casual. It causes casualties when it's outside of God's will. Now, along with that, two people may decide to have sex, but get this, just for fun, just for the fun of it, but something occurs on another level. It may not have been so decided all the time, 
But sex is an enhancement. It's like I say, it's an emotional bond where it links people. And unfortunately, a lot of times it links us and it's hard for us to shake it. One of the things we always talk about with soul ties, especially, especially unhealthy soul ties, unhealthy soul ties, unhealthy soul ties are oftentimes uh, from the partners that we have created a lifelong bond with through a sexual encounter, but with whom somebody you really don't cut for. Somebody that you have planned on a short-term deal, but it ends up being a long-term consequences. Like I said, we have to look beyond, well, that person, uh, STD, kids. We got to think about that spiritual. Because like I said, there's a spiritual exchange. You lose a part of yourself and you pick up the identity of the other person. And so you think about it. If you pick up the identity of that other person, each time you have sex, you're losing a part of yourself and you're gaining a part of them. And then also you're gaining a part of the people that they'd have been with and then they'd have been with. We got to think about all of these things. And so that's why a lot of times people, they're so confused mentally. They're so confused emotionally. They're so confused spiritually. Why is that? Because they have lost themselves and had gained someone that they don't know. You understand that? So, what do we do? First of all, with sex, we got to understand a lot of times we are misinformed. I know growing up, we used to always say, well, just don't have sex. You don't have sex. Sex is wrong. Uh, you know, Don't do it. But we're not being told why not now true enough the Bible does not want us to have sex until we get married we understand that but we have to understand the benefits of waiting but also the consequences of not waiting we got to understand the consequences because especially the emotional part it makes your thinking it makes your judgment so clouded when you end up in a relationship that you know is toxic, that is unhealthy, but it makes you feel trapped. But also, a lot of times, we got to think about it. we giving husband benefits or we giving wife benefits to people that ain't even qualified to be our girlfriend or our boyfriend. We got to understand that. Think about it. So many people, they would give sex to someone and not just giving their body to someone, but if you don't listen, if you don't trust them with your social security number, why give them your body? That's something to think about. You don't just give out your social security number. Some people will guard their social security number more than their body. Let me say it like this: Some people will guard their social security number more than their sexual parts. They're private parts. I want you to think about that. Even though we have made mistakes in the past, what do we do about it? What do we do? The first thing we need to do 
we got to do something that it may seem like it may be hard, but it's really not. The first thing we need to do is ask for forgiveness. First of all, asking God to forgive us, but also we go into that mirror and forgive that person that's in the mirror. You know, normally I would say, you know, you forgive yourself, you know, but a lot of times people don't think about that. What we need to do is go to the mirror. We need to start facing ourselves. We need to start looking at ourselves because what the devil wants us to do, the devil wants us to make us feel so shameful that we are scared to face ourselves, to look ourselves in the mirror. So what God wants us to do, God wants us to look at that person in the mirror and forgive them. Forgive that person that's in the mirror. But also, and this is me being transparent, one of the things that God had led me to do years ago, what I wanted to do, I wanted to reach out to those young ladies that I had sex with. My desire was to apologize. Now, there was there was some that I couldn't reach, but what God allowed me to do to go to the scene of the crime, because no one didn't have a whole lot of partners. But what I found out was, Alva did it with a lot of low self esteem. I had a lot of insecurities, and I thought. If they have sex with me, they would love me. They would want to be with me. They would want to marry me. I was speaking uh, at an event last night, and I was telling them about myself. You know, we often hear young ladies that would look for love in all the wrong places and just give their bodies to any man trying to receive love, and the man wouldn't appreciate them. Well, I was the male version of one. I was looking for love, and come to find out, the women that wanted to be with me or the women that were with me, they just wanted me for my body, and that was it. But I was looking for love, but come to find out, they didn't care. And so what happened, I found out, I was I had already lost myself, but even a little bit of the identity that I had, I was giving myself to people that did not care. So what God led me to do was to reach out to those, reach out to those that I could and apologize, repent to God and apologize to them. But what happened, what God told me to do, was not just apologize on behalf of myself, but apologize on behalf of every man that have encountered them. And come to find out, there was a cleansing and a healing, not just for me, but for them also. But also, like I said, for those people I couldn't reach, go to the scene of the crime that happened at. And so what happened, I was able to forgive myself and pick up the broken pieces of my life and give it to God for him to refurbish who I was to help me become who I am. So forgiveness, you have to forgive yourself. And also, you have to forgive the people that you have had sex with. There may not be a guy to come and approach you to say, forgive me. There may not be a female to come up and approach you and say, forgive me. But you forgive them anyway. And also, you forgive yourself. Allow yourself to receive the grace that God has supplied through his son, Jesus Christ. Forgive yourself. Free yourself of the debt of the 
guilt of the weight of the pressure that the devil trying to place upon you. And a lot of time, especially those who may have results of their sexual lifestyle, like I said, through the STD or even through a child. It's so many people that have children and they will forever beat themselves up because of the child father or the child mother. The child is a constant reminder to them of their mistakes or their the the choices that they have made that they end up regretting. So we gotta think about that. We got to forgive ourselves. We gotta forgive them. Like I said, even if they never ask, forgive them anyway. Because remember that forgiveness is not just for them, but most importantly, it's for you. It's to free you, for you to have the life that God has for you. So we have to forgive ourselves in spite of other people asking us to forgive us or not. If they do, fine. If they don't, fine. You're still going to be healed and you'll be able to have the life that God called for you to be and the life that God has for you. So forgive yourself. Also, one of the things I always tell people, this really, this has really helped me. I anointed my body every night and every day, every day when I wake up and every night before I go to bed. In other words, I rededicate my body back to God. I rededicate my body, my soul, my spirit to God. Now, one of the things I always do when I anoint myself, I have my anointing oil, my forehead, my extremities, and my reading finger. Even my sexual part. I give it back to God, and I told him, he does not want you to kill your flesh. One of the things we all, we hear people say, well, you know, uh, God, just kill my flesh, kill my flesh, you know, kill it. I don't want to, no, 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 don't tell God to kill it. Tell God to put it on preserve. See, if you kill it, it ain't coming back. That's just a terminology I would say. Once something's killed, it's not coming back. But you want God to put your sexual appetite on preserve until the right time. When is the right time? Within marriage, on your wedding night. So rededicating your body, your mind, your spirit back to God. Do it on a daily basis. So that way you'll stay covered. But also one of the things I always tell people, don't get comfortable in your deliverance. Understand, just like how you got you you defeated the devil, realize that the devil gonna try to come back. He's gonna try to come back. He not he may not use something so big, he's gonna use something so subtle. He's gonna use something so subtle. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I don't know the pastor name. I matter of fact I'm not gonna even say his name on the air. But there was a pastor that people were talking about, a video of a pastor or whatever that was a performer, a sexual act on the video. So let's just say you had a problem with pornography or you had pro- problem with sex. You, uh, you had a sexual addiction. And so now you see 
the headlines about this video about this preacher uh, or a pastor uh, having some type of sexual act with someone. What's the devil going to try to do? He's going to try to use something so subtle. Hmm. Hey, go ahead and look at that video. You know, it's it's a it's a pastor. You you know you want to know. It's not like you're trying to find out that they have sex, but you're just curious on what happened. What happened? And you can read between the lines. You can figure out what happened. But what happened? The curiosity. The devil trying to create the curiosity to make you look at it, so that way that spirit can try to invade you once again. That's why we have to be very mindful. We have to be very careful to watch and guard every part of our gates. Because if the devil leaves out, when we have to defeat it, the devil, remember, he's going to try to come back. And he's going to try to use any and every device that he can to bring himself back into your life. So being able to rededicate your body, rededicate yourself back to God. The other thing, confess. Confess. Feelings of confessions can be healing, but ongoing shame isn't. Think about it. Process your feelings with loved ones and possibly with a counselor. And it's okay. I'll tell people, it's okay for Christians to seek professional help. It's okay. Matter of fact, there are licensed Christian ministers that can help with you with counseling. And it doesn't mean that you're lacking faith. It doesn't mean that you're doubting God. Remember this. God may have placed them right there for you to get the professional help that you need. Now, if you feel comfortable with a preacher or whatever, that's fine and dandy. But I will say this. Just because they may be a preacher or a pastor, that does not mean that they are qualified in this specific issue that you're dealing with. Now, they can pray for you, but some things require a deeper understanding pertaining to your situation. So I want to make sure, not just speaking to those who may be believers, but also even speaking to the pastors, the preachers, the bishops, or whatever. For us to be able to be responsible enough to tell people who may come to us and tell them, hey, I need you to help me with this situation. I'm dealing with that situation or whatever. For us to be responsible to tell people I'm unqualified in that position, but I can refer you to someone that may be qualified for that. It's our responsibility to do that. So we have to confess. We have to confess these issues. Like I said, we need to confess and repent our sins, and it's often to help to do this with a person as well as with the Lord. You know, it, it helps us. It makes us feel good when we can be able to talk to someone that we can trust. You know what I'm saying? We all need somebody to talk to. And I know in true enough, they may say, you know, yeah, you can talk to God, tell God all your problems. That's fine and dandy. But God have us to have relationships with one another, and that relationship does not mean that it's physical sex. There are people that you may be close to, and sometimes the people that you may be close to may not be kin to you. It may be your coworker. It may be somebody within your circle of friendship. 
But the main thing is being able to release that out of your heart. The other thing we have to remember, God has created us to have, like I said, a sexual relationship uh, in a deeper root, but also what we have to do, the other thing, we have to fill our mind with goodness and with godliness. We have to free our minds. In other words, we have to start examining what we put in our gates. That means what we watch, the content that we watch, what we listen to, sometimes the conversations that we have. And some people may say, oh, man, you acting square. But no, look here. You understand your boundaries. And you're not only having people to respect your boundaries, but also you respect your own boundaries. You know, those that know me, I always talk about when I was younger, I dealt with uh, addiction of pornography. Now, to some people, it may not be a big deal. But even if it's a short term, I don't care if it was two months. That's still an addiction. I don't care if you were watching pornography once a month. If you did it more than two or three times, it's still an addiction. When is it an addiction? It's an addiction when you can't control yourself. When you find yourself doing it and it's outside of your will. So one of the things that I begin to be aware of when God delivered me from that, matter of fact, young lady, uh, Miss Naomi, know your triggers. Yes, yes, great, great way of saying it. You know, one of the things, one of the things I began to do, I began to really monitor what I watch, and even I used to love, I still love uh, bodybuilding. I, I like bodybuilding, and to me, it's an art, male or female. Bodybuilding, it's a, it's a great thing, but. It's a difference between me seeing someone in bodybuilding versus seeing someone that may be modeling in a in a bikini. Now I made sure with me to make sure they set boundaries so that way I don't have anything that will lure me into any type of lustful thinking or lustful atmosphere. Even being mindful of the conversations. Be mindful of the conversations. Also, don't be so comfortable with people where you end up stepping outside of your boundaries, but also how sometimes some people can take you somewhere if they have the opportunity. So you being mindful of your boundaries and make sure that you establish it, not just for you to know it, but for others to know it as well. But also, what we have to do, we have to make sure, we have to understand the devil is going to try to deal with us here in our mind. So we have to make sure that we guard our mind. Like I said, not just while we're up, but even while we sleep. One of the things I always recommend is we start entertaining godly things even in our spirit while we sleep. Play some worship music. I don't mean just any type of music. And I am not even talking about, uh, um, they call it inspiration, inspirational music. Sometimes I'll put it like this. Worship music is God getting the glory. The center or the 
subject matter is about God. But inspirational is about people. So let me ask you this. If you're in a hospital, do you care if there are other patients in the hospital? No, you don't. As long as you know that the doctor is in a hospital, you don't give a fat rat if there's a hospital full of people or not. If you have an element, you're there at the hospital for the doctor, not the other patients. You don't care if somebody else in the hospital with the same elements that you have. That doesn't matter. The main thing is the doctor in the hospital that can help you and that can heal you. That's the same way we have to think about pertaining to worship versus inspirational music. So with the worship music, glorifying God, talking about God's attributes, playing it while you sleep. Painting while you sleep, and also, like I said, praying, asking God to cover your mind, asking God to restore your mind, asking God to help you while you sleep, so that way you won't be you won't be falling to the devil's trap. Because remember this: when we have now, since we've now been introduced to sex outside of God's will, meaning having sex before marriage. The devil is going to try to deal with you while you sleep. And a lot of times, there is a spirit called incubus and succubus. Incubus is a male demon that tries to deal with you when you sleep to make you have wet dreams. Also, succubus. Succubus is the female counterpart. They would try to prey upon the the men, the boys. So incubus is the male version that would try to encounter the women or succubus pertaining to the women. So we have to understand those demons are always aware, always waiting for the opportunity. So that's why we have to guard ourselves. We have to pray over ourselves. And especially as parents, we have to pray over our children. We have to pray upon our children. Because the devil is trying to allow that spirit to come into us to make us become someone that God did not create us to be. So that pertains to the um, um, fantasies and all that stuff. You know, we have to get rid of all these things and also not just these things within our mind, but even if there's any reminders in our bedroom, if there's any reminders that we're holding on to. Some people, I've known some people that they will hold on to the condoms. Uh, uh, they'll throw away the condom, but they'll keep the end part of that look like the rubber band or they'll hold on to the packages. When you have been delivered, you have to do an inventory of any and everything that may be a link to throw throw you back. I'm going to say this. I never really was an R. Kelly fan, but everybody always talked about this CD 12 play. And I found out during that time of him making that CD 12 play, he was very, very, very sexually active, very curious. And then all of a sudden, 
I ain't a binding, and I was like, whoa. I wasn't listening to what he was saying. I don't know any of the songs except for maybe one or two. But I felt and I picked up on what spirit that was attached within that CD. I had to throw it away. So you examine or take inventory of even the music that you may have, the the uh, the, the movies that you may have. Take inventory even of those things. And I'm not telling you, hey, you know, just give it to somebody else. No, don't pass that spirit on to somebody else. Get rid of it. Burn it. Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> don't pass that spirit on to somebody else when you've been wrestling with it and you're going to give it to somebody else. And like I said, it's not just entertainment. Remember, entertainment. I know it's entertain with an N, but it's entertainment meant to tame, to trap you. So we have to get rid of any and everything that even resembles the things that God had delivered us from, the sexual ordeals. Another thing we need to do, along with, I'm going to say this, we have to realize with those soul ties, asking God to break those soul ties. Can soul ties be broken? Yes, they can. But you can't do it. Only God can. But you have to want him to do it. Asking God to detach you from any and everybody that's unlike him. First of all, any and everybody beside him. Whenever we are allowing those soul ties to stay within us, it can hinder our future relationships or even our current relationships. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that I brought up this message, not just for the single people, but also for the married people. Because there are so many married people right now that's married. Some have been married, but they're still emotionally attached to their former partner. And get this, their former partner may not have been the person that they married. The person may not have been their ex-spouse. It could have been someone that they have had sexual relations with years ago. But they have not been freed from that person. We have to understand those soul ties can be broken, but we have to allow God to do it and want him to do it. Like I said, can he do it? Yes. Does he want to do it? Yes. But will you allow him to do it? Will you allow him to do it? God want to break those soul ties. Listen, even if you're with someone, you were sexually involved with them, and then you end up marrying them, still ask God to forgive you. And also, you know what? Repent and apologize to each other. See, what's important is the way that you start off with things. When you start off on a good foundation, then God can bless it. But also, like I said, you want to make sure that you examine that person that you may be potentially curious about or may want to date, want to court. You examine that person, not with your physical eyes, but with your spiritual lenses. The Spirit of God lenses to help you to understand if this person is qualified 
for such a heart like yours. Asking God to help you to see beyond the physical. Ask God to help you to see the unseen. Because like I said, you can easily see that person and that person, ooh, that female may have a Coca-Cola bottle shape and all she have a behind that'll make your world rock. But she might be as ignorant as all outdoors. She might be crazy. She might be loud. She might be vindictive and especially she might be revengeful. She might be unforgiving. She might have hatred because we got to remember this. Like I said, spirits can travel. Spirits can travel. It's like I said, I don't know if I said this earlier or not, but you with someone, you don't even like them. But then all of a sudden, when you physically involved with them, now you like, yeah, why, why is it? I can't stand it. Listen, when you do things outside of God's will, you know what happened? That person does not bring out the best in you. That person brings out the worst in you. You think about it. You watch some of these shows like uh, Paternity Court. These people, they at least were involved, at least they had an agreement one time before, yeah, you know, we're going to have sex, all this, all that, and then all of a sudden, you see them on the court, and they, they cussing and fussing, they get ready to shoot each other, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you had sex with that person? You had sex with that person? Y'all act like, <laughs> look here, y'all act like y'all hate each other, y'all act like y'all enemies, why is that? See, they didn't know the real person. See, they only knew the representative, but they didn't know the identity of the real person, the true person. I mentioned about, you know, the woman being crazy all outdoors, yeah, but also, it might have been a guy. You see him, oh, girl, he got a six-pack, oh, he look good, then all of a sudden, you get him in bed, and that brother about as a fool as all outdoors. That boy, he can't even operate Velcro. That boy, he just throwed off. Somebody say, oh, he act like he need a check. But see, now understanding, you were with him. That is somebody that you have to watch because ultimately what will happen, that spirit that's within him, could exchange to enter into you. And now there's an inward battle within you. The person that you hate in front of you now becomes the person that you hate within you. There's a conflict. You're beating yourself up. So that's why it's important for us to be aware of these soul ties. We got to be aware of these people that we're encountering. Because like I said, we are body, soul, and spirit, and like I said, we are the only creatures that God created that live in two different worlds at the same time. We have God's spirit. We are, listen, we are body, soul, and spirit. So when you have sex with someone physically, you give a permission for the spiritual and the emotional aspect of that person. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was this late. But 
I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. The other thing we have to realize, we have to realize when it boils down to it, these soul ties can make us, it can get us right here in here. Like I said, these think about it, soul ties, soul ties, how you think, your reasoning, all these things. Excuse me, we got to think about these people can control our emotions. These people can control. And listen, it's not, it's not so much of they're trying to, we allow them to because they're a spirit man. We're not understanding their spirit before we tell them, no, or I'll wait. I'm going to wait. Now, like I said, there are some who may have entertained that unaware, or they may not have known the full consequences. That's the reason why I want you all to understand that God is a merciful, forgiving God. Is it too late for you to ask for forgiveness? No, it's not. It's not. But like I said, ask God to forgive. I don't care if you got 13 kids by 15 different baby daddies. Ask God to forgive you, but also you forgive yourself. And do not beat yourself up over the choices that you've made. Your baby daddy could act a fool. He could be a fool. He could be acting a fool. Your baby mama, she could be as crazy all outdoors. Your baby mama can act stupid. But don't beat yourself up. You pray for her. Pray for him. Pray for them. And you know what? What the devil meant for evil, even in your foolish mistake, God can use it for your good. God can use it for their good. But also, in the midst of, sometimes we don't understand what a person has gone through in their life, in their past. So that's why it's important for us to even pray for it because I found that when a person has been going through some ideas that they have kept so secretive in their life, that's the inward battle within them also. So we have to make sure that we ask God to help us. Right here, a young lady just said, with the whole armor, yes, the full armor of God helping us here, every aspect of our life. You know, I see someone on the line. I'm going to allow this person to come on here, and we're going to get ready to wrap it up in a minute. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello? Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart. How you doing today? You talking to me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my bad. Oh, shoot. No, that's okay. I'm doing all right. Like How you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, Would you like to say anything? No, not tonight. I'm just listening. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. So, when it boils down to it, we have to be mindful of our guards and also pertaining to S-E-X, sex. A lot of times we think because we have made mistakes in the past that, well, you know, that's it for me. But you know what? God can teach you. God can 
purify you. God can even redeem the time. You may have had promiscuous past. You know what? We all have had something in our past that we end up regretting. But the key thing is, when you become aware, you know better, you do better. That's, that's the beautiful thing about it. If God woke you up and God gave you another day, that's another chance. He gave you another chance to get it right. He gave you another chance even at love. And sometimes people think because they made mistakes in the past, because um, you know they may have given themselves, they may have given something so sacred away to someone that did not, who did not appreciate them. But get this, just because it happened then does not mean that true love does not exist and that does not mean that God will punish you and make you never experience the quality of love that he originally had for you. I want I want you to understand this. A lot of time the devil try to beat us up to make us feel like, well, you know what? Your best your best years were behind you. So you might as well go ahead because nobody wants you. You might have had all these kids. Nobody going to want you. No, ain't no man going to want you. Ain't no woman going to want you. So you might as well just sell your body, give your body off, you know, just settle for less or even for you to just uh, go to the strip club and, you know, go and make that money. Go and make the money. No. True love still exists. True love still exists. And allow this podcast, this episode tonight, November the 3rd, 2019, let this be a reminder to you that God still has the best for you. But what he wants you to do is be aware, be aware of the past, the present, but get ready to embrace the future that he has for you. Asking God to help you to no longer hold on to any guilt, any shame, any embarrassment of the past. You know, if God can still help Saul and help him to become Paul to write some of the best books in the in the uh, New Testament, to forgive David of his sin and still say that he was a man after God's own heart, to even forgive Abraham of his mistakes. Many people in the Bible have had mistakes. That means they have all had a past. But in spite of their past, if they can repent and turn from their wicked ways of wicked thinking, allowing God to come in and help and heal once and for all. But also understand that this is not a one-time thing where we get comfortable. Like I said, we can't get comfortable with our salvation. We can't get comfortable with our deliverance. Like I said, Knowing and realize that the devil going to try to come back. Because ultimately, the devil does not want you to be linked with the right one. Think about it. The devil does not want you to be linked up with the one that God wants you to have for you, for you all to be able to have that beautiful, harmonious relationship that's going to honor him. I like the word harmonious. I have to say that. But God has a love. Listen, God has a child. God has a daughter 
for that son that may be watching. God has a son for that daughter that may be watching. God has a love for you where that love will not hurt. God has a love for you that that man wants you for more than your body. He want to appreciate you. He want to acknowledge you as a daughter of God. For that man, God has a wife for you that's going to respect you, that's going to love you. Listen, one of the things I always say, when God gives blessings, he gives his riches and have no sorrow. God has a love for you where there's no drama. But also, God wants you to be able to quit the drama within yourself. God wants you to stop having those inward dramas, those inward battles within you. He want to break and release those soul ties and dispatch any and everything of the past to help you embrace the future and the present that God has for you. All one of the things I always say, God is a right now God. God is a God that do things right now. We always talk about faith. Faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. When is faith faith right now? We serve a right now God. The one to help you, the one to heal you, they want you to be released of every toxic thing that has attached you. So allow God to unravel those soul ties. And I promise you, when you do, if you do, watch how God restore your mind, restore your thinking, restore your identity. God want to give you your identity that he made you regardless of what you did in the past or who you've been with in the past or what they've done to you in the past. And allowing him to heal you because whenever we have sex with someone, what happened, we end up bleeding. We're bleeding out. We're bleeding out emotionally. We're bleeding out spiritually. We're bleeding out mentally. We're bleeding out ourselves. We have exchanged things, and God want us to what? God want to redeem that back to us and help us. God want to help you and also using this as a teachable moment for you to help someone else. The same God, the same God that gave you that grace, the same grace that was provided for you through Jesus Christ, is the same one that God wants you to introduce to someone else. So I hope and pray that we understand the importance of keeping ourselves till we get married, but also for those who may have not waited, understand God wants us to forgive ourselves. And like I said, sex is not bad, but what happened is the timing, the timing. The devil want us to become impatient. The devil want us to think, well, you know, uh, uh, that's the only way that they're going to love you. That's the only way that they're going to stay with you. You know, you got to prove your love physically. But listen here, anybody that may try to make you prove your love physically through sex, leave them alone. But don't try to convince them. No. You know what? You may say, oh, they, they, they're a good person. Yeah, let them be a good person for somebody else. Trust God enough for, you know what, that man to that woman, that man that God has for you, 
he already is aware of who you are because God has already helped him and groomed him for a lady like you. And for that guy that may be watching, you don't have to prove your manhood to a woman that God sends your way. So I want to encourage each and everyone who may be single, allow God to keep you on preserve until your wedding day. For that person who may be married, but they may have had some holes in their heart, who may have had some holes in their emotions, who may have had some things that they may not have dealt with, I'm praying that God heal you from every residue of your past, but also for you to be able to forgive yourself and be healed so that way you can be able to embrace that spouse that God has right there for you right now. Right now, these are the times for us to be able to hold each and every one of us in the presence of God. The married, the single, but also we're going to even be praying that God help us to break that generational curse even for our children. Ask God to help us to break those generational curses so that way we can be able to see our family, see our children, be able to not deal with what we've dealt with. But also it's our responsibility to inform, to educate. Don't wait upon someone else to educate your child. We're going to educate our own children. And if we need help, then that's fine and dandy. But we need to inform our children. The Bible tells us, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. That means proper education. Also, for us to be able to be transparent. You know, my dad have always said this. My dad have always said, a wise man learns from his mistakes, but a wiser man learns from somebody else's mistakes. So allow someone to learn from the mistakes that you've made. And not looking at it as a punishment, but Get this, the things that you have dealt with, that actually becomes a part of your ministry. There are so many women that may be watching right now who may have dealt with so many things that I had described earlier. But you know what? There may be some other women, the other young girls, who may be waiting for someone like you to come to them and talk to them because they're going to relate to you. Why? Because what you dealt with is what they're dealing with. And it seems like they're unreachable. No, they're not unreachable. They're not even unteachable. It's just the right person has not been presented to them yet. So you may be that one. You may be that one that God is grooming for you to help and talk to. And also for that guy, that guy who made several mistakes, for the guy who may have you know, going after women, after women here and women here and may have had several different babies uh, from different mothers. But now you have gotten your life right. Now you have given your life to God. And you may be the one to reach that other young man to help him not to make those same mistakes. But most importantly, for us to be able to not beat ourselves up and look in the mirror and thank God for another chance, another opportunity. And so with that, I want to thank each and every one. And my prayers, if there's anyone who may have a prayer request, we're going to give everything to God right now. 
I may not know you. I may not know your needs or concerns, but I always tell people there's nothing too hard for God. And just in case, those who may be watching who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So no matter what transpired, we're going to give it to God and we're going to thank God for his grace and mercy. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we're coming to you right now, God. We ask, Lord, first of all, God, to forgive us, God, for any and everything that was unlike you that we have participated in. God, we ask you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, God, to be in your presence one more time. God, we're speaking right now, God. There are those who may be listening who may be watching right now, God. God, there may have been some type of addiction with uh, uh, sex or pornography, God, and they may have done it outside of your will, God. We might have had sex before marriage, God. We may have been into fornication, maybe even some into adultery, God. God, we ask you to forgive us, God. God, we ask you to forgive us, God, for every sinful act that we have participated in. God, we ask you for forgiveness, God, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we're speaking right now, God. There are those who may be watching right now, God. They have dealt with the blame, the embarrassment, to hurt for so long, God, and they didn't know who to talk to, God, but God, you allowed this episode to come forth, God, for them to understand, God, that you are right there, God, to embrace them, God, if they give everything to you right now, God, and God, we're speaking, God, that you help each and every one of us, God, to not to not look at other people differently, God, because of their sexual past. Because, God, if it wasn't for your grace and mercy, God, there go us, God. It could have been us. But, God, help us, God, to encourage one another, God. Help us, God, to not look at anybody crazy or different, God. And, God, maybe even somebody, God, who may have been having uh, in the past, they may have had some type of homosexual activity in the past, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God, to forgive themselves right now, God. Help them to understand, God, their value, their worth, their importance, their identity right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, we're about every problem, we're about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spirit of lesbianism. We bind every spirit of homosexuality. Any, any type of perversion right now that the devil try to pull forth or may even try to introduce or entertain, we send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking right now, God. Those who may be watching, God, who need a touch from you, God. Touch and hear their bodies right now, God. In the name of Jesus, even the results of the things of the past that we may have participated in, God. God, we speak, God, that you help us, God. In every area of our life, God, help us, God. Even help us deal with the consequences of our actions, of our choices right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, some that may be dealing with things that may have to deal with long term, and some may be dealing with something that may be dealing with short term, God. But regardless of the situation, God, help us, God. Give us the strength, God. Give us the wisdom, God. Give us the insight, God, 
to handle it right now, God. Give us the grace, God. Give us the staying power, God. Help us, God, to not lose focus on you. Help us not lose faith, God. Help us not lose sight of you, God, even in the midst of this, God. God, we seek, God, those who may be in need of prayer right now, God. Those who may be grieving right now, God. God, we seek, God, that you touch their hearts, God. Heal their hearts right now, God. Help them, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may be needing a restoring of the mind right now, God. God, we speaking of that you heal their mind right now, God. Heal their emotions right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking of that you break every soul tie right now, God. That you detach everything that's unlike you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak of that you take the taste of everything and everybody that's in them out of their mind, out of their hearts, out of their mouth right now. In the name of Jesus, and God, we speaking, God, that you link those who may be watching, who may be desiring, God, courtship, God. God, lead them to the right one that's going to lead to marriage, a healthy marriage, a godly marriage right now, God. In the name of Jesus, in Lord, we speak, God, that you help us to be examples, God, even to our children, God, what true love looks like, God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, even for breaking the generational curses right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we even hold up our children's spouses right now, God. Even if our children of infants, God. Even if our children are teenagers, God, we're praying for their spouse right now. In the name of Jesus, we're praying for their marriage right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're praying for their families right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, God. We thank you, Lord, for your deliverance, God. We thank you, Lord, for saving and setting us free right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. Those who may be dealing with school issues, God, we're speaking, God, that you're them, God, right now, God. Somebody right now trying to figure out things right now, God. God, we speak God, that you help them, God. Give them the answer to their need right now, God. God, somebody may need some finances, God. Help them help them right now, God. Give them the funds that they need, God. Lead them to the right source, God, that will provide the funds that they need right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, like somebody dealing with a project right now, God. Somebody dealing with a project that they need with assistance in, God. We speak, God, that you help them, God. Help them, God, and relieve their burden, their anxiety. Somebody having an anxiety, somebody worried, somebody panicking right now, God. Give them the answers that they need, God, and speak with clarity right now, God, for them to know that it's of you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you restore our mind, that you restore our hearts right now, God. And, God, we speak, God, even for those who have had a severed heart, a broken heart, God, regardless if it was through a breakup, through a divorce, or even through the death of their spouse right now, God. Heal their heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, restore them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in, and for those who have, for those who have um, wanted to support, thank you for your support. For those who um, have any suggestions on future topics, um, feel free to contact me. I'm on Facebook, uh, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, uh, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T-E-R. Um, you can feel free to email me, you can email me brotherprater.com brother at gmail.com uh, 
Also, you can go on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go on my Facebook page, like I said. You can read my daily devotions and my videos on my page, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities toward their families, their children, or their excuse me, or their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not, or uh, to women to give the women the needs of men and give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and our father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.